0: I want to speak tonight from Isaiah 7 and refer to Isaiah 6. The first thing we really know about Isaiah is found in chapter 6. It was the year that King Uzziah died, and probably Isaiah was kin to Uzziah. It hurt him deeply. You know how we feel hurt when someone dies who is close to us, maybe a close friend or a relative or somebody in the family? Well, Isaiah went to the temple. And while he was there, he had a vision. He heard the seraphs saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Now you turn to, we don't do this tonight, you turn to Revelation in chapter four and five, We hear some of the songs they sing in heaven, and interestingly enough, chapter four, the first song they sing in heaven is a song the seraphs sing. It's a song, Holy, Holy, Holy. And that's where we get that song we sing, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty. Isaiah was so moved, he recognized that he was a sinner. He said, I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, And then the Lord touched his lips with a coal from the furnace of heaven. It purged his sin. And then Isaiah heard a voice, who will I send? Who will go for us? You know, the interesting thing is, when you really get saved, the next thing you begin to hear inside is, I need you. And the conscientious Christian will say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Here am I. Send me. That's what Isaiah said. And for the next many, many years, Isaiah was a great servant of God. Then chapter 7, we have a very interesting incident. Ahaz was king of Judah. The king of Syria, Damascus. Same Syria we deal with today. Was it upset with the Jews in Jerusalem? Same thing today. The interesting thing is, Ephraim, far to the north, joined Syria and they came marching against Jerusalem. And Ahab is, Ahaz is scared to death. In verse two, Chapter 7, verse 2, his heart was moved, and the heart of the people as trees of the wood are moved with the wind. He was shaking in his boots, so to speak. All right, so we have trouble. The enemy is coming. We have fear. All of us have experienced trouble. All of us have experienced fear. Thirdly, we have the Lord. When God comes on the scene, things are different. Look in verse three, chapter seven, verse three. Then said the Lord unto Isaiah, go forth and meet Ahaz, thou and Jerazeshep thy son at the end of the conduit of the pool of the upper pool in the highway of the fuller's field and say unto him, take heed and be quiet. Fear not. Take heed. Listen to what I'm saying. Be quiet. Quit quivering. Quit being troubled. Fear not. Neither be faint-hearted. For the two tales of these smoking firebrands, fierce anger of Raisin and Syria, and the son of Ramaliah, because Syria, Ephraim, and the son of Ramaliah have taken evil counsel against thee, saying, "Let's go up against Jerusalem, Judah, and so on." So don't be afraid of that. I'm in charge. If we could only hear the word of the Lord speak to our hearts when we are afraid, when we are troubled, or when we fear. I uh, met with the Cassidy family this afternoon. A good reunion, I hadn't seen Teresa for many, many years, or Walter. We married them years ago here at the church. and. Uh, They were deeply hurt. Mother, 91, gone now to be with the Lord. Teaming their dad, sometime before that. And they were hurt. We had the privilege of giving them some words from God. You know, when God moves on the scene, things are different. And God said, Isaiah, you go down there and tell them everything's gonna be okay. We used to have a black preacher in Bowling Green named J.H. Taylor. And he came and preached here many, many times. And and one of the famous sermons he preached was, everything's gonna be okay. God's gonna take care of it. Everything's gonna be all right, don't worry. And uh, he preached on Anchored Till Morning. Well, if we could just understand when trouble comes, take our burden to the Lord and then pick it up and carry it back with us. No, no. Let's take our burden to the Lord and leave it there. That's what Isaiah was told to tell Ahaz. You take your burden to the Lord. Or look, verse seven, Thus saith the Lord God, it shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. For the head of Syria is Damascus, head of Damascus is raisin, and and within threescore and five years shall Ephraim be broken, it shall not be a people. And the head, Ephraim, is Samaria. The head of Samaria is Ramaliah's son. If ye will not believe, surely ye shall not be established. In other words, only believe. Believe what I'm telling you. Believe that God's going to come on the scene. He'll take care of everything. I'm not asking you to give us a testimony tonight. But how many of you have been, ever had trouble in your life? Lift your hands. Almost unanimous. Now, don't don't respond to this next question. When you take your trouble to the Lord, does it help? Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. If the world from you withhold of its silver and its gold and you can't get along, talk to him. That's where Isaiah was told to go tell Ahaz. Ahaz. Now, Ahaz was somewhat like us, like many of us. Look at verse 10. Moreover, the Lord spoke again unto Ahaz, saying, Ask thee a sign of the Lord thy God. Ask either in the depth or in the height thereof, above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, neither will I tempt the Lord. Now, he was being a holy Joel, holy righteous, I'm too good to ask the Lord. I'm not gonna put the Lord to a test. That's what the Lord wants us to do. He invites us to do it. He invites us to do it with money. He says, bring you all the tithe in the storehouse and prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, there shall not be room enough to receive it. Prove me, take your burden to the Lord, and leave it there. Trust him. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And so many times we carry our burdens with us. We go to the Lord, we pray about it. And then we pick that burden up and carry it again and say, I'm scared to death. God said, hey, just yes, quit being troubled. Fear not. Nothing's going to happen to you. It's going to be okay. If you don't believe me, ask for a sign. And they asked said, I'm too good. I'm not going to ask for a sign. I don't want to insult God like that. So look what the Lord did. This is very interesting. Verse 13. He said, hear ye now, O house of Israel. Is it a small thing for you to weary men? But will ye weary my God also? therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. If you're not going to ask, I'll give you a sign anyway. Behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good the land that thou abhorrest shall be forsaken by both her kings. The Lord shall bring upon thee and upon thy people, upon thy father's house days that have not come from the day of Ephraim departed from Judah, even to the king of Assyria. It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall hiss for the fly that is in the uttermost part of the rivers of Egypt and for the bee that is in the land of Assyria. They shall come and shall rest all of them In the desolate valleys, in the holes of the rocks, upon all thorns and upon all bushes. Now we can't go much further tonight because of time, but I want you to notice what the Lord said Ahaz, believe me. It's going to be okay. And if you won't believe, ask for a sign. And Ahaz, in his piety, said, I'm not going to ask God for a sign. That sounds like lack of faith. So often we do that. And God said, okay, if you're not gonna have a son, I'll give you a sign anyway. Here's the sign. Behold, a virgin, a virgin is one that is unmarried, has had no relationship with a man. Behold, a virgin shall conceive. And the word for virgin is a very special word How would a virgin conceive and bear a son? Matthew picked that up five or six hundred years later and said, I know what he's talking about. He's talking about the coming of the Lord. And Matthew, in referring to the birth of Jesus, talked about Mary, the virgin, with a child. And Joseph is nonplushed, doesn't know what to do, maybe divorce her, put her away privately. Does anyone to embarrass her? And in a dream, God said, Joseph, take her to be your wife because that holy thing is in her bosom. That holy little one, I put it there. Then Matthew said, aha. That's what Isaiah meant. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. And then Isaiah went on to say in chapter 9, His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Our Sunday school lesson next Sunday is on that. But I wanted to just give an advanced lesson on this tonight. The important thing here is that Ahaz was scared to death. So many times we're afraid. We have burdens that come, financial problems, all kinds of hurts, sicknesses, everything imaginable. Even our friends forsake us. Some husband comes home one day and says to his wife, I don't love you anymore. Or some wife comes home and said, I don't love you anymore. Or some son or daughter disgraces mother or daddy and you're deeply hurt, burdened, what do you do? You can bow beneath life's awful load and go scraping along the rest of the way or you can take your burden to the Lord I said, I don't understand it, but I give it to you. If we're gonna hear God whisper in our heart, it's gonna be okay. I'll take care of you. If you just trust me, trust and obey, there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. That wonderful promise given to Ahaz hundreds of years ago and told to Mary and Joseph in Bethlehem. That wonderful promise is given to us today. The a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. Shall call his name Emmanuel, wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And he'll be with you all through life at the depot of death and take you safely across and place your hand in God's hand forever. What a wonderful, wonderful promise. Tonight, as we close, let's take our burden to the Lord and leave it there. Let me give you this poem I found the other day. I closed the day and prayed that on the morrow, new hope might come, new strength I hadn't known, new source of light and grace for whence to borrow the courage that I craved but didn't own, to make the future days a little brighter, to run the course and make the burden lighter. For some tired soul whose world might seem some brighter because I prayed, I've known the weakness of this earthen mold and sawed when I put my trust in men. I've drunk the galling cup of griefs untold, and own the certain consequences of sin. But I've had never cause to doubt or wonder when at his feet I've paused to beg or ponder. I found the pain soon gone, my future fonder, because I prayed. And when I come to where the river's flowing and feel the chilling winds that sweep the soul, yet see beyond the crystal city glowing and know his grace has brought me to my goal. I'd like to think some earthly life was lifted. Some sinner with forgiving love been gifted. Some spirit moored that might have always drifted. Because I prayed. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you for has thank you for isaiah lord thank you the lord enters in when we need him the most just as in the ministry of jerusalem so many years ago that promise that was made to ahaz that promises to us a virgin shall conceive and bear a son emmanuel Wonderful Counselor of the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. We thank you, Lord. Help us not to be cheated by our own unbelief. May we wait on you and believe you and trust you with all the hurts, the slings and errors that come. And day by day, may we just walk with the prince of glory our lord jesus pray in his name amen let's stand please